Hello and welcome back, Samosas. Yay! We missed you guys. We really did. It's Merle and Monvi. And um, I guess before we get into the episode, let's just do a quick weekly recap. So, for my week, I started this new nanny job. And um, so I was watching these kids and we were going on a walk in the neighborhood because it was like a bright, sunny day. And then we saw these like their neighbors who they're friends with. So we walked into their house and I noticed that it started to thunderstorm out of nowhere. Like I checked the weather, there was no thunderstorms on the radar. So I was like, oh, I gotta get these kids home because then my like shift thing is almost over. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just breaking <laughs> <Yeah. my hands. laughs> the chair just broke, but let's just force forward. <laughs> anyway <laughs> I was we were walking back and it was like full-on torrential downpour and I was so soaked walking these kids home like we were trying not to like get washed away in the rain at one point <laughs> my flip-flop fell off and it, like went down the gunner no. and we chased it it was it was a block that was all we had to walk with a block to their house it was so bad and then like she went in like the kids went in and like could change and stuff but I had to get back in the car and drive to because we were filming the next episode of our podcast yeah I came in and I think mommy noticed I was like shaking and like so cold it was like 80 degrees out it was dude I felt so bad for Meryl like she was shaking the entire time we were together and I was like I don't know because I didn't have a jacket either even the chair felt that story was too much (laughs) no the weather is so bipolar though I know it's just crazy Oh my goodness. Weren't you saying, like, yesterday you were, like, driving home? Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so, yeah, I was coming back to Philly yesterday, and we left at, like, 5, 5.10, by 20, and we were supposed to get back in Philly by 6.20, because I have a class at 7, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> we literally were in the car until 7.30. ish was when I got out of the car it was absolutely there was like actual like it was like I think it was the remains of like Hurricane Elsa or something it was coming up it was like a full on tropical storm up in here and from the point in New Jersey where we were from to Philly the entire time it was torrential downpouring and they were like it was so bad like the highways were so scary for Seoul you could barely see when you were driving and on top of that, there were, like, lakes forming in the middle of the highway. Like, I saw, like, geese, like, swimming around on the highway. And then there was, like, crashes left and right. It was the scariest experience of my life. And the worst part about it was, like, I was so paranoid because I had this class at 7, and I hate this class, okay? I I just don't like this class at all. Uh, I, you know what? I'm just going to – it's public speaking, okay? We all – like, I just cannot with that class. It makes me so just anxious, okay? And – I had to attend the class from the car, okay? And this was the one day that we had impromptu speeches. Oh, no. And, like, my thing kept disconnecting because, like, the internet was so bad. And, like, I could tell my professor was getting angry. She was like, where's Monty? Like, where's Monty going? But I just kept disappearing. And it was the worst experience. But, like, girl, it is 
like Dude. hurricaning out here. <laughs> and then she gave me like the weirdest speech topic. It was like on phototonic light bulbs. It's like a more like energy efficient LED light. I was like, girl, I know nothing about this. Well, fast for vibes. Yeah, I was like, you cannot be making me do this right now. So I was like coming back to like I was like walking back to my apartment building while like like doing quick research for my speech. And as soon as I sat down, I had to give my speech, and I was like, ah, <laughs> it was such a. Such a not fun experience. But yeah, my weekly recap, other than that, was like this weekend I actually got really sick. Um, it was not fun. I had like a really upset stomach and um Oh no. You know what? I think this is a great segue into our our episode topic for the week, which quite is quite deep this week. Mental health. And honestly, what I learned is that if you don't give your body a break like if you don't find time in your week or any time to give your body a break your body will take a break anyways so make sure you take care of your body and mind like that is I learned that the hard way I was like suffering I had to cancel work on Monday just because like I was not feeling it and I don't cancel work at all but you know sometimes you really have to take care of yourself this is why we like off days (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is the issue with working seven days a week and i'm currently trying to see if i can reduce that because i'm realizing it is not sustainable no as much as i love to grind it is it's just not the best and honestly let's talk about it yeah like i'm currently feeling like i'm about to burn out so i feel like this is a great transition into our mental health journey because trust me we've been through some stuff and uh, i'm sure you guys have too but today we're just gonna unpack all of it and talk about it just Mm. honestly group therapy we're just gonna talk about it yeah it's a much deeper conversation than we usually do honestly yeah this is very different than our other episodes we have out right now usually we're just joking everything that comes out of our mouth we might sound serious it's always jokes it's always sarcasm it's always jokes and you've never cared but this one it's gonna be a little more special it's gonna be a lot more deep a lot more genuine i'm gonna be very honest you're gonna see the good the bad the ugly like things we haven't told just very candid right now so feel honored that we (laughs) or not you know (laughs) meryl would you like to start by Uh, talking about your mental health journey a little bit yes so actually speaking of which um my parents and I were just discussing this the other day, how much my childhood may or may not have traumatized me, which is coming, <laughs> which is a lot coming from my parents who like, like to be like, oh, just put up, uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Second, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I immigrated to this country when I was four and my parents were dirt poor. Like we were so poor. Like, like I wrote my college essay about like, how my mom would buy a pack of Little Bites and make them last a week. Like, like one pack with the four things. You're kidding me. They would make them last, like, a week. It would be, like, you would get half as, a, like, a dessert. We were so poor. Like, every cool. every dish would be, like, made to last the entire week. Like, Dude, brown people know how to do that, yeah, though. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, but continue. So, like, I was, my parents realizing how I have, like, such an unhealthy relationship with money because of that, because I, like, watch mm, them yeah. do this, and, like, it, like, pains me spending money. It, like, hurts me, like, um, and, like, my parents are not big on therapy, so it was, like, revelation, rev- I can't speak, <laughs> It was very revealing when they were like, wow, this might have traumatized you. I'm like, wow, yes. And, like, when I was a kid, um, my sister got really sick, like, when she was born. So, this was, like, 
not even two, maybe three years after we came here. So it was like a whole lot of just trauma, like built in, like watching your parents get depressed. Like my dad had like serious depression during that time. And my parents were like finally being like, oh, this might have like affected you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) at least they realize, you know, a lot of grandparents to this day will be so ignorant and adamant that like, no, they're just like the most perfect parents of all time. And honestly, you could be a great parent. We both love our parents, but you know, there's some, without realizing it, there's going to be things in our life that impact us and impact the way that we view things. But just continue now. I guess that's pretty much like, I haven't like, been to therapy yet even though I kind of want to but my like my parents may like get to the yeah we might have traumatized you but they haven't got to like they still believe like therapy is like if you have like crippling depression or like Mm. if it's like fully like making you um unable to do things like they don't like understand therapy that's like an everyday thing it definitely is very stigmatized in the community and it's something that, like, explaining to brown folks in general is just, it's really difficult. Yeah. And it's just, like, so we're, like, I'm still on the journey. Like, I haven't, like, completed it at all. Like. I don't think none of us have completed it. I think until the day we are under the ground, I don't think it's going to be completed. Yeah. So, like, I'm still coming to terms with it. Like, I've, like, had these, like, issues with money and issues with, like, like, seeing other people sad and like like I would hide all my emotions as a kid because like my parents were already stressed so I'd be like no I can't no, add more no. stress to that so like my, my best friend didn't see me cry until like last year she's like this that's the first time I've ever seen oh, you cry <laughs> so we're still working on it that's what my mental health journey has been so far but Manmi how has your mental health journey been? Well, I'm really glad you were that candid, but um, I guess it makes me feel like I can be as honest as possible because, like, I'm going to be honest, like, my mental health journey, it's been ups and downs. It hasn't been linear at all. Yeah. And it's just been, I mean, like, to start off with, as a child, I was the happiest. I was so full of life and just absorbed in everything I was doing, and I think... A part of that had to do with the fact that when I was in second grade, I lost my grandfather and my best friend within a month. And I saw me losing my best friend. And it really did traumatize me and shape me into the person I am. And I know to this day that they're watching me from above, and that makes me feel better. But, you know, as a little kid, before that, I didn't really have, like a concept of what death was but you know after that experience I just realized how valuable life was and I never took a day for granted after that. I was so happy every day to be in the place and the moment that I was in and for a majority of my life I was like that. I was just so high on life like I was so happy all the time and I, I I'm genuinely miss that part of me. Like, you know, I wish I could go back to that. I was just so full of life. And I think as I started to get to high school, things started to get a lot more stressful for me. I, I think it had a lot to do with my environment. And something I've learned about myself is that I don't 
thrive in a very toxically competitive environment. In fact, I actually start to shut down. And going to the high school that I went to, it was actually on the New York Times for being a pressure cooker high school. Like, it was just insanely stressed out. There were so many cases of anxiety, depression, and so many worse things. And my school just did not have a proper grasp on it. There were so many kids who were struggling with mental health issues. And I, unfortunately, became a part of that statistic. Statistic. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my goodness. I became a part of that stat. And I, I actually developed anxiety. And I didn't realize it, but... As I would wake up and every day I would be just filled with this fear and it just wouldn't go away. And I kind of knew something was wrong. I didn't understand why I was so stressed out about everything and seeing everyone else around me, I didn't understand why everyone else was so stressed. It seemed like sometimes when I used to take a step back, it seemed like they were the most trivial things ever, but they meant so much to us at that time. Like it was the dumbest stuff ever, but we cared about it so much. Like, yeah. And it really, like, it was just a really toxic environment to be in. And I'm not putting a blame on anyone. It's just the environment that I had to grow up in in high school. And I did develop, like, pretty bad anxiety, especially exam anxiety. Like, I would have stress migraines. I would have to miss classes, miss exams. Like, I wasn't even properly going to school at one point because, like, I just was having, like, so many panic attacks. And... I, um, you know, like, I just didn't know what to do about it. And my parents could obviously see this. They they could tell I was struggling. And I remember one day I just went up to them and I was like, Mom, Dad, like, I, I need help. Like, I want to be happy again. I want to be the person I used to be. I could solely feel myself just getting lost. And I didn't want to completely lose myself. And I knew that I had to step in to fix this. And, wow. like, at first they were like, no, you're fine. You just need to, like meditate or you need to go to that auntie's yoga class like you know like it will work itself out like it's fine and I'll be like ma dad like no I cannot seem to fix this by myself every day I wake up and I there's just this impending doom in me to talk about it like to confront your parents and be like no I know how I feel and like I need no I, I knew that like if I didn't do something about this now I didn't know what the hell was gonna happen and I wasn't ready to see that so I really, like, yeah. stuck with it. I was like, Ma, like, I need to see someone. Like, I I really think it will be helpful for me. And she was like, you know, if you really think so, um, like, they, they started to understand. They're like, if you really, like, they could tell I was struggling. They could tell I was in a lot of pain. And I couldn't handle the stress I was feeling. So they did take me to therapist. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't really take my therapist like seriously like this was like junior year and like I would go but then at the same time like I have this this is one of my like most fun I feel like the one of the the biggest flaws I have and I feel like if I don't see like an external like use or like I feel like I'm not getting an external success from it sometimes I just label it it as like not important or like not necessary and I don't know why I do that but like I did take the things that she had to say in mind and I like I remember she would tell me like there was like a scale it was like a one to ten scale and I was like once you reach like a three level of stress like you need to find a way to calm down and root yourself again and we went over ways to root myself and I remember I learned a lot of stuff and I just enjoyed talking about the things that I did with someone that had a very objective point of view 
And I really did like it. But then I started having insane amounts of sports practices and like things and obligations. And I no longer could see my therapist on a regular basis anymore. So I stopped going. But I learned enough at that time where I just picked up on those skills and I tried to implement it as much as possible. But it really didn't fix it completely for me because I did still struggle with like a somewhat bad amount of stress and anxiety. It was definitely a lot better. I didn't have as many panic attacks anymore, but I still felt like stressed all the time and I didn't know how to fix that. Yeah. And I sort of was just like, maybe that's just like the life, like the life of a high school student. Like you just have to be stressed. But I really realized it's like, you don't have to. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You don't have to be stressed. And I think a turning point for me was senior year of high school. I went through one of the most dramatic changes in my entire life. My grandfather was going through a lot of medical emergencies and it was really scary. I didn't know if I would be able to see him again and that was really 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 hard on me because I was not ready for that and my dad left and he went to India to go see my grandfather so it was like December um, my grandfather was sick not feeling well I hadn't been in contact with my dad school was throwing heavy amounts of work at me like it was just insane the amount of work I was getting in December yeah. It was also the miss, like, it was just, like, the middle of, like, college app season. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Couldn't even properly talk to my dad about it because yeah. he wasn't, like, there. all there. So I had to navigate this by myself. My mom was really sick. She was almost bedridden at that point. And it was just me and my brother. And I had to basically take care of my brother. And That's so hard. It was a lot. And I broke it. Like, I just broke down. Like, I lost... A childhood friend too and like it happened near the end of December and I absolutely lost my mind like I spiraled and it was oh, that's traumatic <laughs> it was really hard for me but it also led to one of the greatest growths I've ever experienced in my life I started going to a therapist again and this time I was fully engaged in it because what I realized is that therapy is actually an investment in yourself yeah. and you need to take care of your mind and body in order for you to be okay and be, do all the crazy dreams you want to do, you have to take care of yourself. And I had done so much damage to my mind that like I knew that I had to go back to therapy, fix all of this. I had so much happening to me. I needed to unpack it with someone yeah. and I did. And I stuck with therapy and I did it for like, a, almost till like near the end of senior year and I really took every lesson that I was I learned to heart and it's crazy because now I don't have anxiety anymore wow yeah like I didn't think like I thought once you like someone told you that you had anxiety like you would have that for the rest of your life and that could be true but I don't experience the symptoms I have anymore I don't I've never had a panic attack after senior year wow I like it's crazy but like you really figured out how to manage it like. <laughs> I've managed it a lot better but I also think like coming to the college that we go to it definitely was a lot less stressful and there was there's still competition in our field and everything yeah. but it's a lot more healthy and a lot less toxic yes and like it's just crazy like I experienced one of the greatest growths in my life I felt so confident in myself I finally like saw myself as beautiful inside and out like it was just like that's so beautiful I yeah no it really really did help me and a lot of the things even though I didn't stick I, I don't go to therapy right now but like 
the, a lot of the things I learned, I still try to apply to this day. And yeah. I'm very, very, very grateful that my parents let me, you know, go to therapy. And yeah. I actually have a lot of friends now. And, like, my parents, they won't, like, broadcast to the whole world that, like, hey, my daughter went to therapy. But they're not afraid to talk about it with other, wow, like, the brown community. Because, like... That's crazy. There are, like... Some of my friends also have some mental health issues. And we have family friends that honestly are going through a lot right now. And they need therapy. And... My parents are unafraid to talk to them about how I went to therapy and giving them the resources that I used. And I've actually seen my friends and family friends improve as well and, like, like manage their life problems. And, like, I'm not going to say that therapy is the only solution because it's not. But just understanding that you may need help and being able to accept help is yeah. huge. And I'm so proud of my parents that they actually are advocating for mental health and they know, understand it. That's crazy as brown parents. I know because they used to like they used to be like, no, you don't have anxiety. It'd be like the the therapist <laughs> literally, the therapist uh, literally is like anxiety. <laughs> They'd be like, no, 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 it's okay. Like you'll be fine. Like it's just you're just stressed. Like yeah. his parents definitely were like they understand that therapy is necessary and mm. they accept it for other people yeah. and they like promote it for other people. But their own kids, they'll be like. You don't need that. Like, yeah. We haven't messed you guys up. Like, uh, yeah. Well, like, it's not, like, about you. It's about us. And, like... I think that... They think that, like, it might be a problem that they may have caused. Or yeah. That, like, I think they feel bad that, like... They think it's, like, their failure as yeah, parents. Yeah. That if I'm in therapy, they like... I would, like... We all go, go through, like, problems. And yeah. sometimes it is okay to accept help. Like, I don't know in what situation I would have been if I didn't accept help. Like... I, like, my grades plummeted, like, the, like, December of senior year. I was not handling life at all. Like, I just was not involved in my clubs anymore. Like, I basically was just floating. Like, it was just, yeah. like, the world was going on around me. And every day I would just fake a smile and pretend like I was okay. When, in reality, my whole life was crashing in front of me. And, like, yeah. I, I, this is another thing. I feel like... Um, people don't hype this up enough, but have friends in your life that are supportive of you and your mental health journey. And if you feel like someone is toxic to you, cut them off. I yeah. cut off, like, probably five people senior year that I just felt like you guys are not good friends to me and I don't need to be around your you or your presence. And yeah, I think that's also what helped me grow as much as I did. Like, I cannot, like... That confidence I have, I don't even have that right now. I'm trying to get back to that point again. But that's mental health. You have ups and downs. So, like, yeah. it's just, I I want everyone to be able to be at a place where they can accept help. Yeah, like, it's, there's just, like, so much stigma to mental health. Like, the saying you're going to a therapist is such taboo, oh especially God, in, like, yeah. brown circles. Like, like, you wouldn't feel the same taboo saying, you're going to the doctor. Like, I broke it's a bone. Exactly. Like, you gotta go to the doctor. Like, your brain is just as much your an organ. Brain is as just as important. You need to nurture your mind, body, yeah. and soul. And I feel like that's often overlooked. Like, I remember the first time I told my friends that I was going to therapy. Like, I, like, was so hush-hush at the lunch table. I was like, guys, this is an absolute secret. <laughs> but, like, I'm now, I'm, like, basically saying it to the internet. Like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. I did go to therapy. And, yes, like, I learned a lot from it. And I'm so much better now because of it. So, am I embarrassed or am I ashamed? No. And I never will be. Yeah. I'm not going to regret it. You shouldn't be. Like, we, everyone has mental health issues that 
not everyone will talk about them, but everyone has them. Exactly. And, and you, the more you address them and the more you um, acknowledge that, yeah, I have this issue, the better person you will be. That Let's you, talk about that. <laughs> that is so, you are so right on. Like, definitely, like, not, it's not even like, you obviously should be able to accept help, but like, talk to someone, like, Find yeah. out your coping mechanisms because we yeah. all have different coping mechanisms. Mel, what are your, some of yours? Honestly, like music is a big coping mechanism for me. Same. And Spotify playlist, <laughs> absolute must. Like reading and like my faith reading mm-hmm. has been like I'm very involved in my church and stuff, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later in our faith uh, podcast. Episode. We do plan on doing a faith yeah. episode later. But my faith really does like help me get through Aww. crises. Like I'm glad, Meryl. So, what are your coping mechanisms? Um, definitely like I don't go to therapists anymore, but sometimes I definitely do need a vent. Yes. So I try to find friends that are well. First of all, always surround. I said this before. I'm gonna repeat it again. It's so important. Always surround your chair keeps breaking. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're struggling just a little bit. Um, So yeah, always surround yourself by people that make you feel better and that make you feel like the brightest light that you can be. That is so wholesome. But it is true. And like, you don't... And like, when you do surround yourself with people like that, it's very easy for you to talk about your mental health and open up to these people and tell them like what you're going through. Like, especially like if you can find people that are objective and they don't know like what's happening, those are the best type of people to talk about when you're going through a really, really tough situation because life is tough and you need friends to ride it out with. You need people that you can trust. And if if you need friends, we'll be there. We'll we'll listen to your issues. Yeah, I've definitely been friends with some people that really took a strain on my mental health. And it's, like, not even friends. Like, I felt uncomfortable every time I was with them. And I felt like I was always seeking their validation for things. And, like, Mm, that was so, like, toxic to be in. And I didn't realize until, like, I got out of high school. Like, these were not people I should have been friends with. Like, they made that experience way worse than it had to be. Tell me about it, homie. Like, I remember when I, like, in that lunch table I was telling you about when I said that, like, oh, like, I'm going to therapy. Like, this was, like, junior year. Um, There was a girl, like, right after lunch, we both had, um, she was in my lunch table. We were, like, pretty good friends. She was kind of, like, sometimes she was really fake, but she, the rest of my group really liked her, so I was like, you know what, we'll be friends. Um, I totally relate to how this story's going. Um, but yeah, right after lunch, after I basically, like, explained my whole, first of all, me and Meryl don't really talk about our life issues, okay? If I'm (laughs) opening up and explaining things that are going on in my life and that I'm going to therapy, that's secret. And I already mentioned to the lunch table that this is very private and this is something that I'm dealing with, like, privately, okay? And this girl, we had, like, Spanish, AP Spanish or something right after lunch, and... She straight up told, like, she just, like, was out loud told my um, Spanish teacher, like, really loudly so that, like, across the room to my Spanish teacher, me and my Spanish teacher were, like, tight. Like, when I had panic attacks, like, I would usually go to her, and she was the one that calmed me down because the guidance counselors in my school were awful, okay? And I'm not afraid to say that because they were actually so bad. But, like, I would go to high school have good guidance counselors. The mental health resources were off the charts terrible. Like, it was just so bad. But, like, I would go to my Spanish teacher, and she was the one that had to deal with me. Shout out to her. She she dealt with me, like, in the worst situations. Like, but um, she out loud told my Spanish teacher, she was like, 
Do you know Lonby has anxiety and um, oh goes to therapy? Goodness. And the entire Spanish class turned around and looked at me. Oh my god! And it's horrible. I know my face turned red. I was like, "What the actual? Like, what's wrong with you? Why would you ever do that?" And guess who cut her off senior year when she was going through a growth period? This girl. Like, I realized. So I was much- like. I was just like so proud of you. you know, like there's so much that happened after that. I was like, you're not like a true friend. Like I'm sorry, but like you, you're not it. Like and like that's amazing. Like I had Good for you. No, yeah. Like sometimes you just need to cut off people that are not supposed to be in your life, bro. That's horrific. I cannot believe she did that. To you. It was it was the most scarring thing because then almost everyone in our school knew by like yeah. the end of the day, and I was like, this was supposed to be private, but I guess like it's my journey is going to be public now. Like I don't know what you want me to say, but you never know. Maybe you inspired someone to also go to therapy. I actually that did happen, like with my friends. Like wow, like, some of my friends had their own mental health crises, and they went to the same therapist as me, or like. They would. They went to therapy after I did, and they saw how much it helped me. Yeah, and that made me feel really good. I like relate to that because, like, a lot of my friends have started talking now about how they're going to therapists and how much they're helping them, like, mm-hmm. overcome like their trauma they've had and like the issues they've had growing up. And like, I've always been a person. I think I've been. It's like my upbringing and like my parents. Like, I've been like, oh, I don't need therapy. Like, I'm fine. I don't need to tell my problems to a stranger and but like hearing them talk about how much it's helped has like made me want to try it like yeah I think for me it took a really tragic event for me to realize that I needed to go back to like therapy and take it seriously yeah but I think that everyone should try it and like even if that's not your cup of tea there's so many other ways that you can practice taking care of yourself and finding coping mechanisms that work for you yes is definitely important because one thing I do want to mention that I feel like is often overlooked is that people often think that progress is linear when it's, it's just, just not. It's, it's not. like a it's like a ladder. It's up and down, baby. Yeah. Up and down. <laughs> right now, like let's be honest. After like during the pandemic, my mental health went back same. <laughs> just I was on top of the world freshman year of college, and then as soon as the pandemic hit. Like, my mental health suffered so much, and it's something that I'm still working through. Like, I'm still not at the high I used to be at, and that's okay. Not every moment in your life is supposed to be a high. You have to enjoy the bitter and the sweet. Yeah. That's what makes it better. The best lesson the pandemic taught me, and it was, like, a hard lesson, that my value does not come from, like, what I create or what I do. It just comes from being me, like, being alive, being existing, that I add value to this earth. Mm -hmm. And, like... I did not believe that before the pandemic and which is why like when everything shut down and I couldn't see anyone and I couldn't like like be part of anything and like I was like what why am I existing like yeah. like I went through like a full existential crisis and then I realized like I did some reading like and I was like no being me is enough like exactly and to anyone who's listening to this podcast right now I just want to reemphasize what Meryl said because It took me a while to learn this, but I wish I realized this so much earlier than I actually did. You are more than just a student. You are more than just a worker. You are more, you are a human being, first of all. And you are not defined by what you do rather than who you are. And let's say you do fail at something you do. That doesn't define who you are. You haven't failed at who you are. And I feel like sometimes that can be really hard to understand or accept. For example, let me start. I am a sister, a daughter, I'm 
a classmate, a friend. I I'm a swim instructor. Sometimes <laughs> I am a shelter medicine intern. I'm so many things. I am more than just a student, and I feel like sometimes I used to just define myself by my yeah academic standards, and um, it's not healthy. And I think it's so important for everyone to realize that okay, yeah, it's cool to pride yourself on your schoolwork and your work in general, but you are more than that. Please don't ever define yourself by that. Yeah, and. Like, you're your passions, too. Like, I'm a reader. I'm an avid exactly. um, lover of historical dramas. I'm a lover, period. <laughs> a lover, a fighter, a dreamer. That's, I am that uh, Kermit song. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I feel like that's definitely that's something that everyone should recognize. And it's okay if you don't have it all figured out. No one has it all figured out. Like... Anyone who pretends they have it all figured out, they don't. They're just faking it. Honestly, I'm a I'm a mess. <laughs> recently, I've been more of a mess because, as I mentioned earlier, kind of, I lightly touched on it, I haven't been taking good care of myself recently. And I have been a hot mess, minus the hot. Like, literally straight <laughs> up. a mess. Straight up <laughs> mess. And it made me realize, like, sometimes, like, I didn't know that, like, you have to take care of yourself, but sometimes I forget. Like, I'm so, I get so caught up with, like, trying to achieve all my goals and dreams that sometimes I forget that in order to long-term sustain my goals and dreams, I need to take care of myself first. Yes. You need rest. Um, this is me telling you to please get take a day off. <laughs> I need to, yeah, I need to figure that out. Um, but, um, yes, rest is very important. Like, we all love the grind. It's cool. It's great. Exactly. But, um, like, take care of your body. Take care of your mind. It has been good to you. It has put you on this planet and helped you through yeah. this planet for this long, please take care of it. Like, yeah. Okay, people always are like, your body is a temple. Yeah. But so is your mind, okay? So yes. take care of that. And, like, take a breather. Take a step. Sometimes you have yeah. to take a step back. Take a nap. Like, mm -hmm. sometimes you're, like, so stressed. Like, I've been through that. It's been, like, so stressed. And I'm so, like, anxious about everything. And, like, the pandemic, like was one of those points where I was so stressed and anxious about everything. And, like, I wasn't getting rest. I wasn't, like, taking... Like, even though it was, like, months at home, I, like, wasn't getting the rest I needed Same. and wasn't taking a breather. And, like, I literally developed, like, uh, nighttime teeth grinding from stress. Oh, no, my dad has that. Yeah, like, it's... It was a mess, but, like... You need to take a depth step back. Like, it, that made me realize, even at night, I wasn't resting. I was still, for, like, stressed mm -hmm. because of that. And, like, you need to take a step back. You need to breathe. You need to be like, okay, I'm doing too much right now. It's okay to say no to things. It's okay to take a day to just be by yourself. Yeah. I think sometimes I do this in life, and I think I've definitely done this on the podcast, where I romanticize the grind. Yeah. And I definitely like, oh, yes, I'm back on the grind because I love working. But let's be honest, like, you can't, you need to take care of yourself. I don't know how else to say. I do that a lot, though. I romanticize the grind, and, like, definitely during the um, pandemic, I don't know why I do this, but I romanticize the past a lot. I used to romanticize, like, pre-pandemic, like, very yeah. often, especially because my mental health was so much better before the pandemic. I would just keep thinking about it without even, like, yeah. understanding the fact that I can still have fun and be happy during this time. I guess because, like, I've been on this journey to get back to the careless, like, happy-free girl I used to be when I was younger. And, like, the pandemic made me feel like I was light years away from that. And yeah. just trying to get back to that is, like, something that I'm going to start taking more seriously right now. And, like, 
I think it's important to remember that you cannot go back to the past. You like, can't. And, and I, I want to sometimes, but you can't. can't. You, you just gotta, you gotta go through. And the person you are now is the person you need to be. Like, these experiences in your life has shaped you into who you are today. Mm-hmm. And you should be proud of that person. That person who overcame all these other obstacles and overcame all these other traumas. And you are who you are because of that. Not Like, I'm not romanticizing trauma or anything, but like the journey that got you here, you should be proud of yourself for that. And yeah. I think sometimes I forget that and I feel like maybe a lot of you out there do, but Meryl is so 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 right about that. But yeah, no, I definitely want to get back to that place where nothing fazed me. Like I was just so happy to be alive and in that moment and I'm not sure how exactly to get back to that place, but maybe I'll update you guys on this podcast about that journey because it is something that I do want to take very seriously from now on. I don't know, like people will always tell me like, you just need to do mindful yoga or mindful like meditation. And like, okay, great. That works for some people, but it doesn't work for everyone. And that is like... You just got to find what works for you. Not everything will. And not everything has to. No, exactly. When I do traditional meditation, like I know it's supposed to clear your mind or whatever, but I feel like I focus so much on trying to clear my mind that whenever I have like any thought that passes by, I just fixate on it. And it makes me so stressed because I realize how cluttered my mind actually is. And that makes me even more anxious. So it, it's just no yoga is not for you. And maybe if I like try a different method or like try to be more mindful and let like, I'm so like, I'm a control freak. Like <laughs> if I let like thoughts pass me, maybe it would be more helpful, but like it hasn't been working, but you know, that's that's a part of the mental health journey. Like, you can't, like, I, I, there's, people like to act like there's a mainstream way of healing and growing, and there isn't. Like, no. you need to find your own way of healing. And, like, for me in particular, like, senior year, when I was going through all that, like, all the stuff I was going through, like, man, like, I was, like, I really spiraled. And I remember I went to, um, I went to Arizona over winter break, and I was just, like, I was not out of, like, I was just not happy, even though I was with my cousins, and I was having, like, I was with my family, like, I still miss my dad, and I was just so stressed out, but, like, I remember one day, a couple days after I came to Arizona, we just went out to the mountains, like, somewhere, and we watched the sunset, and it was in that moment that I remembered that I'm here, I'm present, and right now, I just want to enjoy this. Things might be going to, like, absolute trash right now, but I'm here right now, and that's all that mattered. And, like, I just want to find moments like that again. I want to, like, be in the yeah, moment that's more. so beautiful. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I feel like maybe we could do more mindful things together. I think that yes. would help. Yes. But I think we both need to realize that it's okay to show emotions. Oh, we're both oh very my bad. God. Yeah. <laughs> we need to, um, sorry, this chair, we just got to ignore it for the entire podcast. I don't even know if they can hear it. But. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, then just ignore it anyway. Um, but yeah, we both struggle with that, where we just, um, like, the other day, I was so stressed, and, like, I was, like, with Meryl, and then Meryl's, like, are you okay? And Meryl asks me this every time she sees me. She's, like, are you okay? And I'll be, like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm so good. But, like, inside, like, I'm probably, like, freaked out about, like, seven different things, but, like, I started opening up more. Yes. Um, my grandma once told me something, and I don't even remember how she phrased it, but it really hit me. It was really beautiful. Um, like... We all have this inner light, and we have this spark within us, and I was so afraid to show emotions to people. I was so afraid to show people 
like just be open and vulnerable and I remember one time my grandma was like you you have an incredible spark don't forget that but also don't forget that even when you cry your eyes still shine and oh. basically what she was trying to tell me was that like but by showing your emotions you are not like you're not dimming your light. If you're crying, that doesn't mean that you've lost your spark. It just means you care a lot about your spark. And, like, it would be different if you didn't care at all about who yeah. you were or what was happening around you. And that it should be okay to show and embrace your emotions. And she said that to me when I was actually pretty young. And there was a really long period of my life where I was unafraid to show everyone how I was feeling about everything. Like, I was, like off the roof with my emotions like I like with someone like I went to Canada one time and the tour guide was like you're the most expressive person I've ever met in my life and I was like thank you I'll take that as a compliment since you see like hundreds of people per day but um I think like recently the pandemic has caused me to shut down more and yeah. like I definitely have like started like hoarding my emotions again like I used to and yeah that is something I want to work on being yes. more open about how I feel. See, progress is not linear. We, like, sometimes we back crack a bit. What, the point is that we're still working on ourselves. We're still working on it, and we'll figure it out one day. We'll, yes. we'll get it together. That's all that really matters. And, like, I think that's another part of it. Don't be so hard on yourself. I am yeah. so insanely hard on myself. And, like, even when I'm trying to heal, like, I'll, like, I'll get one, like, stressed out, anxious thought, and I'll get so mad at myself for it. I'll be like, oh, my God, Mobby. Like, what the heck? Like, why can't you be like you used to be? Like, why are you getting stressed? Like, no. And, like, I'll get mad at myself, and, like, no, you don't need to get mad at yourself. And I remember, like, freshman year of college, I, you know how, like, I volunteer talk? Yeah. I was, like, it, there's, first of all, this, volunteering at shop has nothing to do with, like, extracurriculars or anything because like it's literally like I want to go into like wildlife veterinary medicine like I just do it because I genuinely love it and I love yeah. like seeing children smile and like making their days and I remember like thinking to myself I was like I go into these rooms and I see these kids that like the life is like slowly draining from their eyes they seem so sad and out of it and I go into their rooms and I try to make them feel better and it's the best feeling in the world when you can see a little spark go off in their eyes, when you can oh. ignite something. If I am capable of igniting a spark in someone else and making them happy for even a brief moment, why can't I do that for myself? Why am I so hard on myself that when I feel like the spark is gone, I feel like I'm absolutely lost? Like, Why can't I understand that my spark can come back too and that I, as a person, am capable of bringing back yeah. my own spark? I just, I think that's my favorite thing about spending time with kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just that they are so, like, unashamedly themselves. Like, they are so proud of themselves. And, like, exactly. they're like, I am who I am, and I'm okay with that. I love that about myself. They're so pure. Yeah, and, like, I, like, spend time with kids, and I'm like, wow, I'm also proud of myself. Life just seems better. Yeah, yes. exactly. And, I like, I, we all need that childish, like, youthful presence and, like, light inside of us. Like I want to return to that. Yes. Like, a youthful, radiant, like... Like, the world tries to destroy it. Don't let it. Like, don't. Just be your inner child. And I think we're all trying to, at the end of the day, embrace that. Sure. And we just want to, like, end with that. If any of you need help, that you're not alone. That we love you. We love you. Loved. We yeah. love you. Okay? And never be afraid to reach out to us. 
Yes, we love connecting with people, and we'll connect you with people who are much smarter and better than us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> essentially, we love to connect. We would love to connect with you, and honestly, connect you with resources that can help you. Yes. And just remember, no matter how hard things can get, and I know, I know, life can get really, really hard. Please don't ever give up. Things yes. will get better. Life always works itself out. Just give it time, and. That's all we have for you for this episode. Until next time, good luck, samosas. Bye.